Chapter Eighteen of Grace Harlowe Overseas by Jessie Graham Flower. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Ashley Jane. Chapter Eighteen: Facing the Perils of War. Grace shut off the power as the ambulance toppled and threw on the emergency brake, and as they were turning over, she saw just to one side of the road a tower of black dirt and smoke rising up into the air and spread like the waters of a fountain. They went over the bank with a crash and slid down, the car never stopping until it reached the bottom, leaving both women bruised and stunned, almost to the point of unconsciousness. Grace, after a few moments, struggled free and climbed out over the huddled figure of her companion. With all her strength, she then dragged out the freckled-faced girl and laid her on her back on the bank. "'Miss Totten, are you hurt?' she begged. "'I... I don't know yet. I... I may be. What happened?' "'I think it was a shell that exploded close by the road.' Oh, I'm so sorry that I got you into this mess. There goes another one. I think we'd better stay down here until the shelling stops. If the enemy is aiming at the crossroads, he is a poor marksman, I must say. Hello down there, called a voice from the road. Everybody gone west? No, but we have a good start in that direction, shouted back Grace Harlow. It's a woman, men. Khaki-clad figures swarmed over the bank like a cataract. There were more than a hundred of them, Grace Harlowe thought, and they came sliding down, the dirtiest, raggedest bunch of humanity she had ever set eyes on. The mud and grime on their faces almost blotted out their countenances, but the white teeth showing when they grinned, as most of them were doing, was a welcome sight. I'm Lieutenant Pierce. Who are you? Mrs. Gray from the Red Cross headquarters in Paris with supplies for station number three, but I'm afraid my machine is out of commission. If it is, you must hail an ambulance or a camion and get this stuff forward as quickly as possible. They are in need of it up there. Her voice had a note of command in it that brought instant results. We shall see about that. Here, men, lend a hand here and unload this car. Handle the stuff carefully. When you have it all out, get the car up to the road ordered the lieutenant. Do you think you can do it? wondered Grace in a doubtful tone. We are engineers. Engineers are supposed to be able to do the impossible whenever called upon. Engineers? Oh, what regiment? questioned Grace eagerly. 106th. Grace sighed. At intervals, shells were exploding, and while the men were unloading the car, she crawled up to the road and stood up. Explosions were occurring out in the field, throwing up great geysers of dirt. While she was standing there, Miss Totten came up and stood beside her. Isn't it wonderful, Miss Totten? Are you afraid? No, Mrs. Gray, though I get a chill up and down my spine every time one of those shells explodes. It must be terrible to be under direct fire. Better get down, ladies, advised the lieutenant, running up the bank to them. Look yonder. Do you see that object in the sky over there? Yes, it looks like a balloon. It is. It is a German observation balloon, and you are under their direct observation at this moment. This is no place for a woman. So I have discovered, returned Mrs. Gray, half humorously. 
Jerry up there is studying us, trying to make up his mind what is going on over here. He is quite likely, as a result, to drop some iron on us. I wish you would get away from here. It would make me feel much easier in mind. Very good, Lieutenant, if you wish it. The Lieutenant smiled as he assisted the young women down the bank, and the mud on his face actually cracked under that smile. There comes one now, and it's headed this way. Lie down. When you do, Lieutenant, she answered. The officer uttered an exclamation that caused Grace to smile and threw himself flat on the ground. Grace and Miss Totten did the same, but the soldiers down there worked and joked and chuckled to see their officer lying flat on the ground beside the two women. The shell is a big one, one of Jerry's best, and it is coming rather close, announced the lieutenant. He must think something of importance is going on here to waste one of the big fellows on us. The shell came on with a woo, 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 that increased in volume as it approached. It was a thrilling sound, and it stirred the pulses of grace. But it was not so much the thought that a huge projectile was headed their way, as it was the suspense, the awful suspense listening to that woo-wooing sound that thrilled her and made every nerve point stand out. Over by a hundred yards. Poor shooting, Jerry. Keep down he commanded sternly as Grace sought to rise. She dropped instantly, but no sooner had she reached the ground than the earth began to rock under her simultaneously with a terrific explosion. Grace noted that just as the explosion came, every one of the engineers threw himself face down on the ground. "'Faces to the dart!' ordered the lieutenant, addressing the girls. Though they were a full hundred yards from the exploding shell, with a high bank and a road between them and the point of explosion, they were in great peril as was evidenced a few seconds later when stones and shell fragments began raining into their hiding place. Several soldiers were hit by pieces of stone, but none were hurt more than to get slight flesh wounds which Grace insisted on dressing for them on the spot. "'Shall we try to get the ambulance up to the road now?' said Grace. It isn't prudent. The minute that machine shows itself on the road at this point, the enemy will begin reaching for it. You will have to remain here until dark. That depends upon whether or not the machine will run, returned Grace. Won't you please ask the men to write it so I can look it over? This the lieutenant did, and the ambulance, its top banged in and a hole in its side, was tipped up and stood on its four wheels. Grace lifted the dented hood and examined the motor. The wires connecting with the spark plugs were broken off, but she quickly spliced them and examined other vulnerable parts of the motor and found that no harm had come to it, probably because of the soft sod on which the machine had fallen. Next she examined the steering gear, the clutch and the controls. Each appeared to be in working order, but she surveyed the top with rueful eyes. I do not see how those holes got in there right over the driver's seat, wondered Grace. "'Shell fragments made these,' the lieutenant informed her. Grace laughed and found to her intense relief that the motor responded to her first push of the self-starter. No more shells came over, but the lieutenant said the Germans were merely waiting to cite some activity rather than waste shells on a bare spot in the road. "'They can't see me if I walk along behind this bank, can they?' "'Not unless you climb up to the road,' said the lieutenant." "'Miss Totten, if you will remain here with the lieutenant, "'I think I will walk down on this side a little way. "'I wish to take an observation.' "'She started away with the admiring engineers watching her. 
Her purpose was to look over the ground and see if the car could be safely driven over it, and also to see if it were possible to get up into the road near the crossroads. She found that this not only could be done, but had been done by other cars. Their tracks were plainly discernible, and she saw where they had gone around great gaping holes in the earth where shells had torn it up. The landscape off to her right was pitted with these holes. A wrecked airplane lay out some distance beyond her, and likewise an overturned and wrecked truck. It was a scene of desolation that made the soldier's plucky wife sigh. And to think that what I see is only the beginning of what lays beyond. I believe I can make it even if they do try to reach me. Yes, I will try, but I don't believe I ought to expose Miss Totten to the danger. Returning to where the ambulance now stood, Grace requested the men to load it up for her. "'Surely you were not going, Mrs. Gray,' demanded the lieutenant. "'Yes, I am going through the field, then drive into the road and take the crossroads at high. If they don't shoot me until I get into the road, they won't catch me. I see the road is hidden by a bank just beyond the crossing. It is positively suicide. I can't permit it. Please don't stop me. I must get through. Other ambulances go through there, do they not?' "'Of course, but nearly always after dark.' then I shall be the exception. Miss Totten, I dislike to take you along. Lieutenant, would it be possible for you to have my friend looked after until my return? I should be back in two hours at the outside. If Miss Totten will go with us to our billets a couple of miles back, I shall be glad to have her share with us the officer's mess. We can promise her no more than soldier's fare. You can pick her up on your return. Do, Miss Totten. You will enjoy it, I am sure." The lieutenant added his voice to the urging, and Miss Totten gave a rather reluctant consent. Her reason was that it looked too much like deserting Grace, but the latter assured her that it was best to accept the lieutenant's hospitality and go with him. The car was soon loaded, after which Grace distributed cigarettes to the men and announced that she was ready to move. "'I hope you make it, Mrs. Gray,' smiled the lieutenant. "'I shall if the gas holds out.' "'Thank you, buddies. I shall not forget your kindness, nor yours, lieutenant,' she added, shaking hands cordially with him. "'Should you come to Paris, do not fail to look us up. I am sure you will find the girls of our unit good fellows, and who will consider it an honour to have you call on them. Au revoir.' Grace started up, and the ambulance moved off, bumping over the rough ground, swaying from side to side, though. Grace was driving slowly and carefully. Back beyond the embankment, the group was anxiously watching her progress. A very remarkable woman, observed Lieutenant Pierce. And as good and fine as she is remarkable, spoke up Miss Totten. I have not known her very long, but I hear all the women workers praising her. When women do that, you know there must be a very good reason for it. Lieutenant Pierce laughed heartily. At about this time Grace was remarking to herself that the lieutenant appeared to be much taken with her freckled-faced companion. The attraction, too, appeared to be mutual, else Miss Totten would not have consented to go back to the billets with him and have mess. It would be a novel experience which Grace would have enjoyed. Her husband is in the service, lieutenant. He is in the 130th Engineers. Oh, indeed. There she goes. She is going to take the crossroads. That is some nerve for a woman. Phew! Grace was driving the car at a speed that would have been fast on smooth roads. Out there on the rough field it was akin to suicide. 
On the car, swept, fairly leaping out into the highway, and skidding as she straightened it out in the road. They have spotted her. They are sending one over, groaned Lieutenant Pierce. They surely will get her this time. Too bad, too bad. End of chapter 18 Recording by Ashley Jane